Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King. And welcome back. I'm Mike Henriksen in for Mark Ovenden. Mark is back tomorrow. We're sort of tag-teaming our way through this week. We are delighted to be joined by the Executive Director of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. Dr. Daniel Swartos joins us. He is on the road. Dan, how are you? Doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You bet. Where where did we catch you right now? I uh, just crossed the river, just passed through Chamberlain. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good. Then we will we will hope that the reception holds up and that we're in uh, in good shape with cell coverage. Listen, Dan, how many years now does this wrap up for you? I uh, just finished my sixth year in the office. Have you ever had six years of your life go faster or slower than these last six years? Uh, depends on the day. <laughs> all in all, it has fun. It has gone really quickly, and uh really enjoy the job, um, and uh, just thankful that I, that I get to do what I'm able to do. Yeah, and also one of the things that we've seen in those six years is Dr. Dan Swartos joins us from the High School Activities Association. One of the things, we've seen some other changeover in the front office. That has to be interesting to meld those teammates together. It does, it does. We had... Uh, you know, uh, uh, John Probstrand, uh, had been with us for 10 years, I think, and then, uh, he took a different job down in Omaha. So we've got, uh, Randy Silma. He's just finishing up his second year and Randy's done a great job. And also we had, uh, Barb Haberling had been in our office for 16 years as an administrative assistant and, and she retired uh, in the last year. Uh, so, uh, we got, we got a, uh, a new worker in there, Nikki Axel, and Nikki's done a great job. Uh, it's always hard to replace people, and there's people you can't replace, but uh, we've been thankful that people that we've brought on board uh, have, have all done a good job. And, Dan, let's take a minute to talk about Barb, because you talk about somebody who ran the day-to-day operations. She was top of the line. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, from, you know, uh, I think anyone that's had the worked with us, uh, knew Barb and, and loved Barb. Barb was, Barb kept us all in line, and, uh, <laughs> for sure. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, we've missed having Barb there, uh, but we're really happy for her and, uh, her retirement. Dan Swartos joins us, the director, executive director of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. All right. In those six years also, Dan, You've seen a few changes. I want to ask about softball first because that is in its infancy. How has that gone? That's gone really well. We're really happy with it. You know, we were hoping for this first year, you know, we were hoping to get, you know, 20 to 25 teams. We thought, you know, in our wildest dreams, we'd end up with 30. And lo and behold, we had over 50 teams this first year, and we've got a bunch more that I think are coming on for next year. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. We've heard some great stories of, of just how much the the girls have enjoyed it and enjoyed being able to, to really represent their school playing softball. And and uh, you know, I think the, that the quality is going to continue to to go up as as we move through the years here. But we couldn't be happier with how this first year has gone. 
Yeah, and and especially in a year with challenging weather, which is an understatement if there ever was one, but in a year with challenging weather, it was nice how many games uh, gals were able to get in. That's the beauty of softball, though. Those games can go pretty quick, and you can play more than one in a day. Yeah, the, the way the season started, and it was a rough winter for everybody, is the way the season started, uh, we weren't sure how many games we were going to be able to get in. And, and thankfully, once it, started, once it started thawing, and it, 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 the weather changed over pretty quickly, and, and uh, you know there were some cold weather games that were played there for sure. But you're right, the good thing with softball is that it's playing a doubleheader is pretty easy, and, and uh, you know, make those games up. Uh, although it's not easy to do for the for the athletic directors, I think a lot of them were able to, to get a lot of those games rescheduled. Dr. Dan Sordos joins us here on Calling All Sports. I'm Mike Henriksen, in for Mark Ovidin. Of course, anytime we talk softball in this state, there are people that say, where is baseball and when is that going to be sanctioned? So I'll save them the effort and ask you, where is baseball and when is that going to be sanctioned? Well, we're, uh, one of the things we noticed over the last couple of years is we've added girls wrestling and we've added softball and we've added esports is that we didn't really have a formal process for adding sports and activities. So we, uh, we're having a second reading on a policy. Uh, I'll be honest, I stole a policy that North Dakota has for, <laughs> for adding sports and activities and, uh, but we'll have something more formal in place now on how that happens. And, uh, you know, with softball, we were the last state in the country to, to, uh, to sanction softball. Uh, Wyoming added it a couple of years ago, and that left us by ourselves. And we saw that as a potential uh, Title IX issue, so we kind of pushed softball from, a, from an office perspective. Ideally, we want... Uh, requests for new sports to come from the schools because anytime you add a new sport, there's a, there's financial impact to schools and we want that to happen. Um, with baseball, I think, I think it's down to us in Wyoming again because the last two that don't sanction it. Um, uh, and we, we have started gauging interest in that, um, from our member schools and I think once we get this process solidified. I think some more discussions on that will take place. But again, we, we, we kind of want to turn that back to the schools. We want, we want that to be driven from the schools and, and not just things coming down from us. So uh, we're, we're certainly interested in doing that uh, in, in sanctioning baseball. We want to make sure some schools can, can financially handle and that the schools want to do uh, before, we, before we jump into that as well. Dr. Dan Sordos joins us here on Calling All Sports, and and that's the thing. We, You and I haven't talked about this. Wayne Carney and I used to talk about it all the time. Everything that happens in your office doesn't come from on high. It comes from the schools and from the advisory boards, right? That, that's right, and, you know, we're an association, uh, it, which means that we're, we're very much membership-driven, and... Um, you know, very, very, actually, very little of what we do is 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 us making a decision and passing it down. We've got processes for everything, and uh, you know, all rule changes come through an advisory process and then through a vote of our athletic directors and then ultimately to our board of directors. Um, 
and, and and so at the end of the day, as an association, that's what we want to do. We want, you know, our 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 constitution and bylaws are all voted on by our membership. Every board of directors member is voted on by our member schools. It's very much a member school driven association. We want to continue that. You're listening to Calling All Sports. Dr. Dan Sportos is on the road on his way to the state track meet, which we'll get to in just a moment. In the meantime, Dan, did you in your wildest dreams, back to your wildest dreams about softball, did you envision that girls wrestling was going to have the impact that it had straight out of the box? Well, we kind of, we, we thought it might because we saw what it had done in other states. And, and I grew up a wrestling guy. That's my background is wrestling. So right. I know that there's, that there were a lot of girls that came up, that would come up through wrestling. And then once they got into middle school, high school, uh, when there wasn't a girls division any longer, they would, they would drop out or, or switch to doing something else. So we knew that the numbers were there. We knew that there was interest there. And we saw what had happened in other states. Uh, you know, it doubled. And I think this is our third year, and we've gone from 125 to 250 to 400, and 400 some this last year, 400, 450. And I think it'll continue to grow a little bit here, and then eventually we'll level off. But we're really happy with with uh, with our with our interest in the participation level in girls wrestling, and I think that's been a really great thing for the kids in our state. And the quality of it has been pretty doggone good too. That's you know, I always look back to the beginning of basketball in the state of South Dakota and some of the all-time greats, you know, right out of the box, they were they were wonderful at it. Maybe they had played in other, you know, parts of the country or whatever, but I I always wonder how that happened and yet now I'm seeing it right here in front of me with wrestling. Yeah, we've got we've got some great uh, female wrestlers in our state. I think we've got a handful now that are going on to wrestle collegiately. Uh, you're getting to see more collegiate wrestling programs. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, there's girls uh, have picked up on wrestling pretty quickly. And there's some girls who have come up through, the youth, through youth wrestling uh, and, and those skills have developed over time. But I've seen some girls that, that didn't start until middle school or the last couple of years here who have really really progressed and really gotten much better and and have turned into some really good athletes and really great wrestlers just in a couple of years here dr dan sordos joins us here on calling all sports all right dan so the state track meet is this the second year of this uh, this formatics am i remembering that right that's right last year was our first year going to the three-day event all at one site Prior to that, we would. It was a two-day event, and we split it out for that first day. You know, when we were out east, uh, we that first day would be in Sioux Falls and T and in Grand Valley or at a Gorman or at. I think we were up in Madison a couple times, and then we'd bring everybody together for the second day. Um, and we decided to try let's let's have everyone together for the whole time, and in order to do that. We had to expand it from two days to three days. and So this is our second year doing it. We've made some, some changes to the schedule. Hopefully balance it out a little bit more. Last year, Friday, got to be a really long day for the kids and for the workers. So I think we've balanced it out a little bit better this year. 
hopefully that schedule works better for the kids and it's a little easier on our workers. It's a, it's a huge event and it takes, you know, I think we've got well over 200 people working at it. Uh, it's, it's a monster to put on. Um, but yeah, this is our third year trying it and, and we're going to get some feedback from the schools after this and see if it's something they want to continue doing and keep permanent for the future or we want to go back to what we were doing. Ryan Deal was our guest last half hour, and one of the points that I brought up to him about it was the simple fact, and, and again, people have used this, you know, whether it be uh, volleyball where they do do it sometimes and or basketball where they never do it. I like the fact that if I'm a track fan, I don't have to pick a class. I can I can see all of the good track athletes from across the state all in one location. That's I, I agree with that. I mean, I mean uh, you know, uh, this weekend, uh, parents and, and kids and fans from Class A and Class B are going to be able to see uh, uh, Simeon Birnbaum from, right. from uh, Stevens, uh, who's one of the best distance runners, high school distance runners in the country. They're going to get a chance to see him run. Otherwise, they may not. And there's there's kids in Class A and Class B that the, that the AA fans and kids are going to be able to see as well. So. I think that's a great thing, and I really like how we do that in volleyball. Uh, we've done that in wrestling, where we combine the classes now. Yep. Uh, I, I, I think it's a really positive thing, and I think overall, the feedback that we got last year from fans was really um, was really overwhelmingly positive. I think people really enjoyed it. Well, I can't let you just talk about sports either, because of course it is the Activities Association, and it was a very successful spring for the fine arts as well. Yeah, we had our uh, we've had all-state band, and we've had uh, we had all-state jazz band and all-state show choir uh, over the last month, and and uh, we're really excited. The show choir went away for a few years, and it came back in sort of a different iteration. Uh, initially, show choir was more of a competition, where show choir uh, show choirs from different schools would compete against each other. Um, that went away, and, and now it's been sort of reincarnated as, a, as an audition group, and uh, where kids audition for it, just like they do for all state uh, band or all state chorus and orchestra. And then they they come together, they rehearse for a few days, and then they they have a, a a performance at the end, and uh, this was our second year doing that, and the quality was incredible this year. It was really a lot of fun uh, seeing those kids. It's, it's, it's crazy what they can put together in in, uh, in just a few days, and uh, the quality that they can come up with. We've got a lot of talented kids in our state. Yeah, it always amazes me, and I shouldn't be surprised anymore because literally I've been going to state one-act competitions uh, and for folks, if, if you are, you don't even have to be a fan of live theater. You'll leave being a fan of live theater after state one act. Just watch a couple of sessions, but it just astounds me how talented and gifted some of the kids in this state are. Oh, absolutely. I know, uh, one of the one act plays, uh, the, the play and the music was all written by one of their students. I think those were at the City Central, and it was uh, it was uh, 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 I'm blanking right now. It was the girl that had competed on The Voice. Oh, okay, um, yeah. It, and uh, she got done with that and came back. And in the meantime, 
just wrote an entire one-act play <laughs> along with musical compositions <laughs> for for their group, but it was incredible. And so I, I, I do the same thing. Every year I go to those, whether it's Oral and Turk or one-act play yep. or State Debate, and, and I go, my goodness, these kids are so, these kids are unbelievable. And it shouldn't surprise me. I've been doing this for six years now. Right. But every year, it, I, I walk away from there, like you said, going, this is unbelievable. So I, I would agree. It's, uh, anytime you get a chance to go watch, you know, State One Act play is, is really incredible. So I'd encourage people to do that. And, uh, and, and that's for any of our activities. All State Chorus and Orchestra is one of my favorite things each year. And to get to, get to listen to a thousand-piece chorus, and uh, you know, uh, sing or to perform alongside a, a, a 250 piece orchestra, it's a really powerful thing. So, um, we, we just really enjoy doing that. And, and again, we've the, the level of talent that uh, the kids across our state is, is pretty special. All right, so we've got uh, state track meet this weekend, we've got state golf coming up next weekend. Uh, what is this is always the question I have to ask at the end of each year, Dan. What's next? <laughs> well, <laughs> you you know you I, I'm obligated. You know that. Yeah. So yeah, we've got we've got uh, a track this weekend, and then we've got we got softball next weekend, right into state golf, and then uh, going into next year. Um, uh, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of things coming up. It'll be a classification year, so we'll get our classifications in the fall. It'll be our first year of using a free and reduced lunch account uh, to where it can uh, your free and reduced lunch account is factored into your enrollment, and, and uh, that passed our membership last year on a vote of uh, I think it was about seventy percent approval from our schools. Uh, we really think that's a positive thing, and uh, so but that'll be a new a new thing for us to do, and, um, you know, there's a lot of changes coming up. Uh, there were some big changes in basketball uh, from the NFHS, uh, which I saw a few news reports on in terms of uh, uh, limiting bonus and how they count uh, team models and things like that. So um, I don't think there's anything major. We'll have our first uh, year of – we're having a pilot year of eSports next year as an activity. Oh, cool. Um so we're excited about that. Our board has approved that. So we have a pilot year next year, and then it'll be full sanctioning in 24-25. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with eSports, for lack of a better term, that's it's gaming. Um, <laughs> it's, and, and I always tell people, I don't, I don't really get it either, but I don't have to get it. Exactly. There, uh, there are people in charge that get it. That's the key, right? Right. <laughs> Right. For us, for us, it's a pretty simple, pretty low-cost way for schools to get kids involved and otherwise wouldn't be involved. And uh, there's there's very little travel. They're, they they do all their competitions from home. Uh, we'll probably end up doing a state a state event, uh, likely at Dakota State or at School Minds. And, and uh, those two schools have collegiate esports teams uh, with scholarships and everything else. Uh, so again, we, we viewed it as an opportunity, uh, to get kids involved. Um, and we're really excited to do that. We're working with, uh, Fenworks out of North Dakota. Uh, they're a company out of North Dakota. They're going to be sort of our e 
Sports provider, and they do all the scheduling and and, and uh, sort of oversee that for us. Well, Dan, uh, Dan, we've got to run, but I always appreciate your time. Thanks, especially for today. And I also hope you and the family get some time to exhale here in the next few weeks. I appreciate your input. It's always great, my friend. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. Take care. You bet. Dan Suardo's joining us, and we're back to wrap things up after this. Just walking into Vance Thompson Vision, I, I was amazed at the spaciousness, the greetings I got at the front desk. Nine years ago, my daughter had LASIK surgery. She said, Dad, when you're going to have your cataracts fixed, you should check with Vance Thompson Vision first. Well, my wife looks so good now with these new eyes, I think we're going to take a second honeymoon. (laughs) Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. Does every home in your neighborhood look the same? Looking to give your home a little more pizzazz? A new garage door from Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls is the easy way to give your home that new, refreshed look. We offer a variety of styles and options to fit any type of home. Stand out in the crowd and contact Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls. Now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life. You sit out when others head out. You find yourself saying, not today, when you really wish you could. If you've been avoiding the activities you used to love, make a change. The expert team at Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine can guide you through a full scope of orthopedic care. We have surgical and non-surgical treatment options that manage your pain to get you back in action. Because life is better with the freedom to move. Learn more at SanfordHealth.org. I'm Brian Corey of Corey Insurance. And I'm Sheldon Kosky. We've been working together for over 30 years. My dad, Randy Corey, started the business and we've been taking care of all our customers' insurance needs since 1970. Whether it's your home, auto, or business, we are a trusted choice independent agency with access to all the products you need to keep you protected. And there's no better feeling than that. Our customers are like family. We get to know your situation and match your needs to our best and most affordable insurance options. Whether you are new to Sioux Falls or a longtime resident, Corey Insurance is your trusted choice. And Brian, we've carried on the tradition of supporting the local community in a wide variety of activities. We live in the best part of the world, and we want to make sure it stays that way for you. We're Corey Insurance. Coverage, commitment, and value since 1970. Call us at 605-336-6303 or check out our website at coreyinsurance.com. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskop hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat later fireplaces to choose from. And they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together. They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels. Our gas fireplaces and inserts from Heat and Glow and Heat Later are the best in the business. 
You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 heat and glow and heatilator models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. And welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm Mike Henriksen up against the clock. But got to remind you about Arby's. They have the meats, but they also have the jobs for you as well. And especially if you've got a youngster, maybe, you know, it's time for them to find a summer job. Or, you know, maybe you're retired and you need to find a job. Want to get out of the house part-time? Arby's has jobs. All right, the Arby's near you has jobs. And we know for a fact it's a great place to work. Arby's, they also have the meats. Hey, Madison, I'll be at the Madison Country Club tonight after 5 o'clock on Into the Evening with the book signing for First Person Legendary South Dakota Sports Stories, Volume 2. And if you want to order one of those online, go to uh, sportsmaxradio.com. Thanks for joining us. Mark is back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Hague Realtors, Pusett Speedway, Comfort King, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. Getting your outdoor projects done right at Mill.